Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. So, like, let's say they go to a parking lot mm -hmm. that technically you're supposed to charge, mm -hmm. but they didn't know, they didn't see the sign because mm -hmm. it's in Spanish mm -hmm. and they can only read English. Mm -hmm. So they come in and they park mm -hmm. and they walk out the lot. Mm -hmm. They're going to be charged whether be charged. they knew it or not. Welcome back to The Move, where we are vibing with the book. Ten minutes at a time, Justin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yesterday's episode on Romans 5, 12 to 14, we got into some stuff, but we there's still more stuff. So th more. consider this the part two. Yeah, yeah. And so you don't have to read it again, but if you haven't read it, Go and read it. You should read it. You should be reading it all the and time. And if you did read it, but you haven't subscribed, you should subscribe. <laughs> and if you read it and subscribed, you should now then leave some sort of comment so that we can interact. And today, leave a compliment for Justin oh, because he's you. feeling shortchanged from the last time. Yeah, I, it's true. It's true. So we'll wait right here. Go do that. And now welcome we back. Go. Here we go. Ten minutes on the clock. Three, two, one. Let's go. So let's, I want to go uh, maybe this line. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. Yeah. What does that mean? But sin is not counted where there is no law. Mm -hmm. Huh? This seems to kind of contradict what uh, Paul was saying earlier in this very book and what we talked about yesterday, that, that there is a law apart from the law that exists in the consciousness of, of man's heart. Mm -hmm. That even though the Gentiles don't have the law, like mm -hmm. us, the Jews, Paul mm -hmm. would say, even though they don't have the law, there's a, there's a law unto themselves. Look at this amateur over here. He's got his phone. Sorry, guys. I apologize on behalf that's, of Jonathan. That's my bad. I, I, <laughs> I was getting I text had... messages. That's why I put it on airplane mode like five seconds ago. Well, I had it on. This. That's all right. Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. So he says that, you know, he, so the point is, is that, 
Paul's argument earlier in the book seems to suggest that there's a law apart from the law, that yeah. there's a law that exists. And here, uh, it seems like he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth when he says that, yeah, so that sin and indeed was in the world before the law, but sin is not counted where there is no law. But see, this is the, what he's saying, as I understand it, is that sin is not counted against somebody unless there is a law to actually make it sin. Right. Right. Because sin works in tandem with law, meaning that sin is not the thing itself as much as the righteousness of the law and the violation of the righteousness of the law is then sin. So that common term, if we have an expectation that we set up, right, there's this expectation of, hey, don't have cell phones go off in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's breaking that's the a, social contract. Breaking the social contract. And if my cell phone goes off, it's only violation because we said don't, don't have a cell have phone. Have a cell phone go off, right? Right. So now it's not written anywhere, is it? No. We never wrote it down. No. We never even talked about it. Mm-mm. But we know mm-hmm. that because of what we're doing, the cell phone goes off, and it's like. Bruh. Come on. So Paul's actually highlighting that, listen, it didn't need to be written down anywhere. Mm -mm. The fact that there is death from Adam right on through Moses demonstrates that there is some consciousness, some awareness that there are expectations that are then violated, hence death. Yeah, perhaps maybe not a full understanding or we don't fully perceive it, but there is a sense in which we kind of grasp it even though it's not written down and defined. And, and this gets back to Romans 3. Yes. What's the purpose of the law? Yes. The purpose of the law is to make known sin. Later in this chapter, it's really interesting. He goes on to say that law comes to, quote, increase the trespass. Yes, 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 yes. Not that, like, you sin more, but now we are fully cognizant. We're fully aware that sin is this thing. It's not just this echo that I'm hearing off in the distance, but, like, no, the fullness of is this is it. Yeah, which is really interesting when you think about um, the Israelites, the Jewish people in this, in this, uh, in the context of Paul's argument, because the belief when he begins the argument, he sets them up like, "Oh, you're the people that have received the law, and you have the oracles of God, and you mm-hmm. have His covenant faithfulness, so you know how you ought to live." But really, if the law comes in to increase the trespass, and the law also comes in to highlight sin, then The Jewish people, the Hebrews, in Paul's argument, are the sort of people where sin is most highlighted, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because they're the ones that have Have the the law. law. And the law is meant to accuse you and highlight that the expectations are not being met so that then the consequence of death and curse are very fair and just. Right. The Gentiles have a sense of this in their conscience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you as the Jews, because you have the law, have concrete evidence that what comes after sin, death, mm-hmm. is absolutely fair and just precisely because you've been given the revelation so that then your boasting ought not be Oh, we have the covenant. It's like, no, bro, you got no excuse now. You have no excuse. Why? Because your sin is so much more highlighted precisely because you have the law. You're not better because you have the law. If in, a, in a certain respect, they are better off because he talks about yep, much benefit. About you know? yeah, yeah. But in another respect, like, it's kind of a detriment to you because you're living contrary to the law. Yes. So, the, so the, the, the judgment or the retribution from your falling short seems to increase in a certain respect. Yes, yes. So that then 
it needs to be said and it needs to be highlighted that the law comes in to increase and the law comes in to account for sin. Verse 13, Mm -hmm. but sin is not counted where there is no law. We've already stated that sin has been counted. Because there's death. Because there's death. So it's clear as day that it's been counted in 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 one definition. And, And let me just draw attention to the word counted, right? It's used two times in the New Testament, once here, another time in Philemon 1.18. And Philemon, or Philemon, However, you prefer. Philemon what is the or right Philemon. way? I've always said Philemon. Philemon, That's Philemon, how or Philemon, whichever <laughs> one you prefer. Paul actually is saying, uh, on account of this man, Anisimus, he's saying, listen, if he racks up any debt or anything, reckon it unto me. Yeah. Pay it unto I got, me. I got his tab. I got his tab. Yeah. Right? And it's that same word of counted, right? Mm-hmm. Go there, Philemon, 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 whatever, 118. Philemon, like a Pokemon. Yes. And so Paul is <laughs> drawing attention that whatever he does, put it on my ledger. Yeah. Right? And right here, the same word in verse 13 is being used that there was no accounting of sin if there is no law. But Paul's saying there is an accounting of sin, death. And even more so now in you, the people who know and have the law, there is a greater accounting because you have a greater revelation of the law. So that's why verse 14, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam. So if I understand correctly, uh, the Jews, they own their tab because there is a law. Exactly. You're saying that the Gentiles, their sin isn't counted. It's not placed on their tab because there isn't an explicit description of what the law is. I'm actually saying that the reckoning of sin, the counting of is actually counted on both Jew and Gentile because oh. everybody's dying. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's actually being accounted because the wages of sin is death. So it's like they're, they're uh, or so like, let's say they go to a parking lot mm-hmm. that technically you're supposed to charge, mm-hmm. but they didn't know, they didn't see the sign because mm-hmm. it's in Spanish mm-hmm. and they can only read English. Mm-hmm. So they come in and they park mm-hmm. and they walk out the lot. Mm-hmm. They're going to be charged whether be charged. they knew it or not. Parking meeting, the parking lady, maid, Doesn't guy, matter. they don't care. Yeah. And they, and this is demonstrated by the fact that when they come back to the parking lot their car's gone yeah what he's highlighting for the jew is that you know better yeah and your knowledge of knowing better is not for the sake of then you keeping the law it was so that you might know that you need something external to the law to actually rescue you redeem right this is why back in uh 321, it's a righteousness is demonstrated apart from the law. Mm -hmm. And this is what the setup is going to be in the next little uh, portion that we'll get to. But this is the setup that back up a little bit. Go into the parking lot. I don't read English. I leave. You don't read Spanish. You read English. So what the signs written in what? It's written in Spanish. I'm oh, visiting okay. Mexico. Oh, you're in Mexico. Yeah. Okay, okay. Andale. <laughs> so the sign is written in Spanish. You don't read Spanish. You walk out. I, I'm actually speak Spanish. You do. I see the sign. Español. I see the sign, and I walk out as well without paying. Without paying. Meter made has us both now, and says. You at least have some sort of excuse excuse because you don't know the language. But even that's not excuse because if you're in Mexico, you you're responsible yes, for the law. Exactly. Right. Because the law falls on everybody. But you have like. A, uh. But then she looks at me. But you, you, you speak Spanish. 
Right? You're just being dumb. You're just being, what are you doing? Yes. Right? You have no excuse, old man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you who have the knowledge of the language and you're still living contrary to it, what? And in living contrary to it highlights your need of something. So this is what Paul is highlighting, that the death that happened from Adam to Moses happens on the Gentiles. Yeah, it's accounted to them. I mean, yeah, It's a little they, bit different. They don't have the law. It's but not rebellion. It's still accounted. But you, Jew, right? Yeah. And you have the story of Abraham. So if you have the story of Abraham, you should know that there is a righteousness that comes outside of the law. Right? Mm. What are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? Mm. So he's going to move into how that righteousness comes out from Which outside the law. Which is exciting. Which is super good. Because this is kind of like one of, there's many parts, but this is one of the climaxes. Yeah. That we're, we're entering into this concept of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of one to come. Yeah. That word type is kind of think of it in like movie language. There's a foreshadowing mm-hmm. to come. Adam is a representation of this this other thing that's bigger and grander and better. Yeah. And uh, oh, now we're diving in. We'll be talking about that in the next episode. That was in a good, the good next timing there. 10 minutes. Hey, go ahead. Again, comment, subscribe, like, and leave him a compliment. He needs it today. <laughs> we'll see you in the next 10 on the move. Peace.